It's This Week in Bourbon, and it's the last of Bourbon Heritage Month. And here's your headlines for September 29th, 2023. Buffalo Trace has unveiled the Prohibition Collection. Wyoming Whiskey has two new releases, and Chattanooga Whiskey releases their Bottled and Bond Vintage Series, Fall 2019. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. It's This Week in Bourbon. <laughs> the last week of This Week in Bourbon for Bourbon Heritage Month. If you can keep that together. Yeah, but I feel like Bourbon Heritage Month is really just like a prequel to, because I feel like October, November, December, just ramp up with stuff too. It's the rest of Bourbon Heritage Year. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Until like maybe May after Derby, usually people are like, eh, I'm going to switch tequila. It's too hot. Eh. <laughs> well, that's why we got Rodriguez now. We're going to have mint yeah. juleps. We're going to have all kinds of things we can get into the Bojito. The Bojito. That's a new one. Stay tuned for that one. That's right. But yeah, there's we're starting to get back into a little bit of the cooler months. Now we're starting to feel it already. Today was a little chilly, at least in the morning, but. Yeah, I mean a little Maybe bit. Maybe my but. house was. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, in your bedroom. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was working it was outside. A, it was I, a cool sixty-four I, degrees. I, I was just sweating. I wasn't wasn't quite chilly enough for me, but that's okay. Yeah, well, I I, I keep my house at a brisk temperature. I do too. I, I feel like I sleep better when it's like I have to have it sixty-eight or lower for nighttime. Oddly enough, my house is really good at insulation. We keep it usually around 72 to 74 during the day. Oh, it's too hot. During the day, and it's cold. It was freaking freezing at 72, 74 degrees today inside the house. I but think there's something wrong with you. I Well, there might be. Well, there's, some, there's plenty of things wrong with you. You'll wear jeans when it's like 88 out. You're like, oh, it's mild out. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm sweating like bullets. That's uh, just part of how. But then 
yes, at night we have definitely gotten into like put it at to 68 and I still am one of those people who have to keep my feet out from underneath the covers. Like they had yeah. to be, they had to be breathing. Uh, it's important to have cold feet. That, <laughs> it's it's, it's a, weird. The key to a restful night's sleep. I know. I know it's weird, but we do have a few different things that are coming up to just to kind of talk about since next week, Ryan, you're going to be at St. Louis Bourbon Festival. Is that next week? Gosh, I don't even know. October 6th, man. Yeah, that's right. Next Friday. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been to the St. Louis Bourbon Festival. I, uh, you know, they, I think this is this the second year or third year that they've done it. I, I know it's a relatively new event for them. It's the second year we've been invited. How about second that? Second year. We, okay. <laughs> First year I'll be in attendance. But uh, there you go. I'm very excited. Um, it's funny. This is. I'm doing a panel, or not a panel, but a presentation, doing a tasting. I'm opening up for Penelope Boys. You know, that's where we're at. You know, Penelope's the the, uh, the, head, headliner. the headliner, yeah. and I'm just the, the measly uh, opener, but that's okay. And I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah, just get more people, share the, the pursuit gospel. But uh, excited to meet. Uh, we got St. Louis Bourbon uh, Society has been such good uh, friends of ours and good ambassadors of our podcast and our brand. And so I'm excited to hang with those folks and meet all the people and fans and all the vendors too. I love, I, that's what I love too about, you know, there's all this camaraderie amongst the vendors. That's because we, we all just share the war stories of like how hard it is to be in this business. And so it's like, we can relate to each other and tell our, you know, our sob stories to each other. Be like, have you heard this yet? I'm like, nope, hit me with it because <laughs> I need some new juicy gossip. Yep, that's right. Yep. But uh, looking forward to it. And then I'll be at Bourbon on the Bank. Oh, that's in right. Frankfurt. That's, that's Saturday. The next day. Yeah, I was I was going to do both, but I was like, there's no way I'm driving from St. Louis to Frankfurt all in one week and I'll, oh, no. I'll kill myself. Yeah. As much as I'd, I'd love to do it, I would absolutely love to do every single festival that we do, but uh, I do love my wife as well and she does not want me doing that much yeah we just need a prep pj yeah is that what we need <laughs> yeah just get us back and forth uh pj's too much we can do a chopper maybe i don't even know if we can do that you don't think so no it's an uber about all we can <sighs> okay well then actually yeah. not even uber. i don't just think driving. we do an uber yeah. yeah we'll just have to just get up a clown car and just load shit up and move and charge our gas and hopefully pay the bill <laughs> maybe <laughs> when it's due <laughs> But there's a lot of other things happening in the month of October. I might as well tell you about so you can go ahead and get your calendars ready. If you're going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, tomorrow, September 30th, uh, we have our ambassador team will be at the Tennessee Whiskey Festival. And then the very next weekend on October 7th, they'll be at the Nashville Whiskey Festival. And then going from there, if you're going to be in Colorado Springs, there is Peaks and Pours. That'll be happening on October 14th, and then as well on October 14th, still in Tennessee, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, is Burrow Brews and Spirits, so make sure you check it out there. But it looks like it's just Tennessee and Colorado going on, because the next one, I, we always talk about how Colorado has the coolest festivals. You know what this one's called? It's the Mile High Grilled Cheese and Mac Dinner Festival. No way. Yeah, and there's bourbon going to be at it. And I was like, well, shit, sounds good to me. Grilled cheese and bourbon? Just need to schedule like a mini marathon the day the <laughs> next. Get carb loaded, <laughs> you know, on mac and cheese and grilled cheese. But why not just do it during? I mean, yeah. there, there's, uh, I know there's one in, might be in Durham, North Carolina or something around there where you have to eat, I think, like 12 Krispy Kremes like during your marathon race or oh, something God. like that. It's a during mini, right? Yeah. Still sounds sickening. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
It's give you the energy. You yeah, it's get. the energy. I mean, that's all. It's, it's, you're not chugging milk. It's just a donut. That's true. You need that glucose. Yeah. Anyway, that's on October 21st. And then the last one I'll also talk about is Whiskeys of the World that will be taking place in Atlanta, October 21st as well. And then we've got some more stuff hitting in the next weekend's those I want to tell you about. First off, our ambassador teams will be there. So go and see them. Go check them out. Go try some Pursuit United. Go buy some bottles. You'll love it. You'll love the way it drinks. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also going to be a short episode. And since we're going to be really busy next week, Ryan's going to be out of town. We're going to take a week off from this week in bourbon next week. So we'll, we're going to go ahead and get a little relaxation going in but oh wow okay you will get a a fantastic episode of behind the pursuit that you can listen to next friday well i appreciate that i kind of had anxiety about my wednesday as i return (laughs) and all the things i need to do so i appreciate the the time off i'm I'm looking for you buddy (laughs) yeah always looking at our calendars here so let's go ahead and let's get into it because now that we're hitting to the end of bourbon heritage month we are starting to see a little bit slowdown in the news but let's go ahead and do it so this is actually coming out of cleveland ohio a supporter of ours very long time very long friend of the show ryan lentz he's actually launching his own whiskey company and so river roots barrel company they're a Cleveland, Ohio-based spirits curator and distillery with a focus on exceptional whiskey. They are thrilled to announce their official business opening. They are promising a unique sensory experience for spirits connoisseurs and collectors alike. And the company's debut is marked by the unveiling of two bottlings, each highlighting the company's commitment to quality and craftsmanship. The first is a 140-proof 13-year Kentucky straight bourbon. Whoa. I know. Uh, aged in incredible six years in carefully selected port wine barrels. The second is a five-year Kentucky straight bourbon at cash strength. It's a single barrel offering. River Roots offers also single barrel private selections, which will include bourbon, rye, rum, and Applejack. And River Roots Barrel Company invites whiskey enthusiasts, collectors, foodies, and Michael Simon fans. I guess he's one of the investors into it as well. I don't know who he is. Maybe you do. He's a Mm -hmm. chef or something, but... Not familiar with that one. I should probably Google it before I just start spitting stuff out here. He's... Yeah, he's probably famous. And I know he has a book. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. And it's well, because, if you got a cookbook, that means mean you made it. Yes. So you can actually join them for a special tasting and book signing with uh, with Michael Simon on 3 to 6 p.m. on Friday, October 27th at Monodi's Wine and Spirits Liquor Store. Oh. So congratulations to our friend Ryan Lentz out there. Yeah. He's a American chef, restaurateur, TV personality, and he is Greek, it says on his Wikipedia page. So... Um, Looks like he's got some... You say he's Greek? Yeah, that's what it says. And he lives in Cleveland, so... Makes a killer Euro? Yeah, I got, apparently. Some tzatziki, you know, looks good. I mean, I, I like some tzatziki sauce. Just go ahead and load it up on there. I think it's calorie-free, too. Yeah, um, but this is awesome for Ryan. He's been a great friend of ours throughout the years. We've had... I think the first time I met him was at Bourbon... Well, it used to be called um, Whiskey Pig... But yes, it's yeah, bourbon, yeah. I remember all at the Willet Distillery back in the day. That was the used to be like one of the big highlights oh, of Bourbon yeah. Heritage Month, when but they, then that that died off. Yeah, and that Sean Brock came, another celebrity chef, and cooked, and Newman cooked at Harrison Smith House, and then Drew and Jack Rose and all those brought all these dusties, and they were just like handing out gallon bottles of OGD, and that's where we like fell in love with the dusty bourbons, and then Ryan was there, and then we're like the next morning hanging out at Heaven Hill, waiting for Parker's, getting like Egg McMuffins from McDonald's and whatnot. So, and then we stayed friends from there. It's a true bourbon community story. I'm, we made friends with him. We also made friends with Bill Murray that weekend. Yeah. 
Well, that was the following year, but yes. <laughs> oh, it's close enough. Yeah, Bill Murray put on a show. That was, hide your wife's. That's, that is a true story, y'all. We did party with Bill Murray one time at a whiskey event at Willett Distillery. Well, it wasn't at Willett, but it was... Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, it was at Harrison Smith House. Harrison Smith House. You know, yeah. in affiliation with Willett or whatever. It is. That's right. Yeah. I think they moved that event. Now they do it in Washington, Seattle. Yeah. I there. talked to Drew. They, he he called me on Monday and he had just got back from Seattle and said they raised a million dollars for the, uh, it's some kind of, it, it's some charity deals with Jeep rides, Jeeps for, I'm butchering this and I apologize, but it, it goes to a really great cause, but a million bucks was raised. And once again, I'd love to do that economic study of how much money for charity bourbon has done. And Drew's family and Willett Distillery has been an integral part of that. And they've raised so much money for for just generate, uh, great causes all across the country. For sure, for sure. And then also back to Mr. Lentz over here. So, I, you know, he has a 140 proof, 13 year connection. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to make your, put your, put your name on the map, you better save one of those and put it into San Francisco so you can win next year because that's what everybody else does. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the, the old, oldest trick in the book. That's right. Figured it out. All right. So moving on, Avalon Spirits, they're a new marketing and sales company founded by Castle Brands' ex-chief operating officer. They have now acquired the owner of, sorry, they have now acquired the owner. Actually, yeah, uh, they have now acquired uh, Whiskey Row, bourbon. That's pretty much what it is. So John Glover, who served as chief operating officer of Jefferson's Bourbon's uh, Castle Brands until it was acquired by Pernod Ricard in October 2019, he's also the founder of Avalon Spirits. And the former CEO of Castle Brands, Richard Lampin, has also joined the business as a director. The company aims to acquire and build super premium spirits brands. The firm has purchased Whiskey Row as its first brand after buying the bourbon's owner TSS brands. The brand is distilled by the Kentucky Artisan Distillery in Crestwood, Kentucky. And Whiskey Row was inspired and named after the section of Main Street in Louisville, Kentucky, described as the birthplace of bourbon. Yeah, that's... I don't, that episode probably hasn't came out yet with it Jeremy. Yeah, with Jeremy. So Jeremy yeah, get will some be context behind the, soon. behind the the brand and Whiskey Road. It's a fascinating. I think he tells the story about the acquiring that name. And I'm, I'm looking at, it's actually next Thursday is when <laughs> this is going to come oh, out. Is it? So oh, yeah. So, so perfect. This is if, a good segue. So tune in next week. There's a great story about Whiskey Row and um, Steve Thompson and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, it's cool. Um, it When you say Castle Brands, it all makes sense now because I knew... This Avalon group, I didn't know exactly who was behind it. So it makes sense that they would take this over because they've been dealing with it for, you know, before the Pernod uh, acquisition. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Look forward to Whiskey Row now coming back to shelves at a place near you. Yep. Uh, our last one, this isn't even news, but I figured I'd give a shout out because we are ADI members of the American Distilling Institute. I knew that I wanted to go ahead and sign up and give back to the community that helps give us all the information that we want for knowing everything within American distilling and craft distilling and stuff like that. But if this is just kind of a PSA to put it out there and I saw it in their newsletter, if you are passionate about distilling or if you're looking to find a new job in the community of distilling, so make sure you go and check out the ADI job board. Uh, there are listings for people that are distillers, marketers, or anything like that. So if you're looking for a new opportunity, make sure you go and check that out too. Oh, very cool. So it's like the LinkedIn for, you know, the distilling industry. It's a job board. It's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But very cool. ADI, yeah, it's a good resource. And like, I love the, you know, we, we've gotten some cool magazines, you know, since you've signed up and 
the information's just great, you know. It's well, we see all the vendors we didn't know about. We're like, I didn't know this many people make glass and corks and labels and all the other stuff that goes on bottles and totes and uh, I, stills, like you name it. Yeah, it's a... There's more than one game in town. That's right. Yeah, so go check it out if you're looking to get in the industry. Yes, please do. But that's all for Bourbon News. That's stay, it. Yeah, stay tuned. Bourbon Release News coming up. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, bourbon release news. Here we go. So our first headline, it's the big one, might as well just go ahead and talk about it, is that Buffalo Trace they have unveiled something new. At least I, I believe it's new, but they called it this year's Prohibition Collection. So this is going to be an annual limited edition multi-bottle collection honoring the whiskeys that were legally produced and sold at the distillery during Prohibition. The Volstead Act, which enforced Prohibition, allowed for the legal sale of medicinal whiskey, and physicians could prescribe whiskey to patients for various ailments, and individuals could purchase it from licensed pharmacies. The George T. Stag Distillery, now known as Buffalo Trace, was one of the six distilleries in the country that were granted a license to bottle medicinal whiskey. And this year's Prohibition Collection reintroduces five of the distillery's Prohibition brands that have disappeared before the distillery's post-Prohibition years. The collection of the bottles comes in a custom wooden display case, and each bottle is a label that is, quote, heavily inspired by its Prohibition era packaging, although it, of course, isn't spot on. Back of each whiskey also includes a cutout where the doctors would have placed a prescription of the whiskey. And so here they are. First is Old Stag, which is going to be a barrel-proof, uncut, unfiltered whiskey. And this was originally created in honor of the former owner, George T. Stag, and replaced the OFC or Old Fashioned Copper Bourbon. That was the distillery's flagship brand. The next is Golden Wedding, which is a 107-proof rye whiskey. The brand actually dates back to 1869, which originally produced by Shinley Distilling. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was Shinley. Yeah, well, we can go into this. There's a, there's a little bit more history that I kind of left out of here. But 
that was actually uh, done in Pennsylvania. And during Prohibition, its bottling was split, split between Shenley's Pennsylvania Distillery and the George T. Stagg Distillery. And in the late 1940s, the brand was moved to Shenley's Distillery in Canada, where it would become a Canadian whiskey before ceasing to exist in the late 20th century. There's uh, also, also I, well, I had a... Oh, you got a little little tidbit of information well, for I, us? I found a one of those Canadian golden weddings in a like an estate sale, yard sale. And I was all pumped. And then I opened it and tried. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross. I mean, it tasted like just mothballs and dirt with a little bit of sweet corn. <laughs> mm, uh, it, you, it was delicious. This is uh, this is exactly the, the note that they really wanted you to uh, talk It's about. like, no wonder the word blended whiskey got fucked up by these people. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is called Three Feathers. It's a 100-proof bottled and bond whiskey. And this one dates back to at least 1812. And it was first advertised as a luxurious rye before becoming a bonded and then a blended whiskey. There's also Walnut Hill. It's a 90 proof high rye bourbon. And there's also George T. Stagg Distillery Spiritus Frumenti. It's a 110 proof weeded bourbon honoring the medicinal whiskey produced at the George T. Stagg Distillery. And Spiritus Frumenti, which translates as spirit of the grain in Latin, existed as a generic name for the medicinal whiskey during Prohibition. This collection will be available for a suggested retail price of $1,000 for five 375s. Okay. Well, I guess we've all been saying, Sazerac, you can cure your secondary problem by raising your prices, and oh, there you go. There you go. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you might as well do it on these because yeah. somebody, some nutballs can actually go and pay for it, but then <laughs> you go ahead and you make all your other money on your BT and your Eagle Rare, that's, you know, your well, 35. Wait, wait, Corazon, wait. all those. Well, yeah, you're right. Fireball's the engine that pulls the train. Pyramid, vodka, and all yes, that stuff. all yeah. that sort of stuff, yeah. But there was a really good post that came out from another great curmudgeon in the industry, which was, of course, <laughs> Charles or Chuck Cowdery. Mm. And he, he looked at this, and he immediately started just kind of tearing it apart. Uh, then he kind of went back and said, okay, maybe I was a little too harsh at first. And it, he basically went on to say, he was like, these were never stags labels at yeah. no point these were all shenley's and in fact during prohibition it wasn't even stag that had the medicinal license it was shenley that had it because they're the ones that actually owned the distillery back then so you know it's and then i think it was adam hers of course we had on the podcast at one point as he just looked back and he goes remember what the great thing about bourbon is is that everything is just all tall tale and fiction and just stretching yeah. the truth it's all bs <laughs> and the I mean, not via. It. It's just a lot of marketing and storytelling and and whatnot. And I, and I think if you've been following along on Instagram, we're kind of poking fun of you know we're doing this bourbon terminology and like I'm looking at labels, reading terms, and this and that, and coming up with funny reels just to like poke fun of all the marketing jargon that's out there on on the all the brands and whatever. But I mean, it it is cool though too to kind of you know I think you predicted on a round table, like a trend of, you know, going throwbacks, back, throwbacks yeah. and whatnot. People love, you know, they have that nostalgic with old and whatnot. And, um, you know, and with dusty bottles, you know, the old bottles are cool, but like I said, that golden wedding was terrible. A lot of times you open them, they're terrible, but this will be a cool thing to have throwback, but good whiskey in it. Yeah. And I kind of look at this and I'm thinking, well, you're right. I did kind of predict it and think that this would happen, but, and I do love that it happens because you, you just it's really cool to see all these things come out of the archives because somebody owns a label to them and you right. just got to do something with them. And I, I'm just kind of curious, like, 
if if people are really going to go out and buy it, it's like it's just like a hundred proof bottle of bond, or it's a hundred and seven proof rye whiskey. Like, yeah, nothing, like the mash bill is different. I don't. The... It has to be just the same stuff. That it's got to be the same three mash bills that they're putting out, just right. the different proofs and different whatever. I don't think there's anything that's going to be heavily different because that would be the same thing as us going. Well, we'll just create another bottle, so create another be like label, antique and... collection. In a... I don't think it's antique collection. I mean, antique collection is a little bit different. I mean, that's all. That's barrel proof. That's uncut. They talk about everything. They tell you what they they oh, choose. These it are from. bonded. You said it's not. It's not even that they're bonded. I mean, there's one bottle in bond, but for the most part, this is just. You know, there are three mash bills that they're... Kenny, have we not learned? We just read into things. I know. Like, we just know way too much, and people don't care. They just want to be like, oh, this is cool. This is sweet. This is a shelf trophy that I can show off. Okay. You're right. I guess I'll go ahead and move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, okay. To fellow listeners out there, it's not that I, I, I care too much. It's just that I, I see through it, and I just want to make sure that you also are just kind of like looking through it as Ask well. Ask questions. Ask questions. That's all it is. I mean, it's it's cool. Like, I don't, I'm not disagreeing. I think throwback labels are cool. I think the bottles are cool. I think the packaging is cool. I think the price is absolutely asinine that anybody would actually pay for it. But they make really good whiskey. That's true. And it's it's just, it's. I mean, it's just like a, why is a Rolex 10x the cost of something else? I don't know. Is it truly... Well, Rolex, yeah. yeah, I mean, that has a brand associated with it. But yeah, I mean, there's but there's there's other things in watchmaking that are a little bit different. But I agree. There is just something they have they have an aura to their brand. Right. And it'll it'll fetch it. I'm pretty sure none of us are gonna find Daniel Weller on the shelves anywhere. I'm sure that's no. all eaten up even at five hundred dollars. So. Yeah. I I I've never seen it. Yeah, me neither. It's all about plantains. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So I'm our, waiting for the prohibition plant. <laughs> that wasn't around then. No, it was definitely not around. But you mean, so here's the other thing. Shout out to Chuck again, is that George T. Stagg Distiller Spiritus Fermenti uh, is completely made up. That's actually not even a, a real label. So they completely made that one up. He did say that most pre-prohibition labels did say Spiritus Fermenti on the label, though. What does that even mean? Spirit of the grain. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's, uh, that's just a little little knowledge and tidbit there. All right, here we go. So the next one, we're talking to our friends over at Wyoming Whiskey. They're announcing two new releases. And first, they have the release of National Parks Number no. 3 and the Grand Bourbon Whiskies. And this marks the third iteration of its National Parks collection. And this year's release features a straight bourbon whiskey, which is aged for a minimum of five years and inspired by the winding Snake River and Grand Teton National Park. It also includes the release of the Grand Collection, which is made up of three unique single-barrel rye bourbons, each aged 10 years, and deemed to be exceptional at their natural barrel strength. With the release of these two new bottles, Wyoming Whiskey will be making a donation of $150,000 to Grand Teton National Park Foundation. And National Park's number three is 105-proof bourbon, with a suggested retail price of $80 in select U.S. markets as well as online marketplaces, including Reserve Bar. Wyoming Whiskey's The Grand Collection is again made up of three different 10-year-old single-barrel bourbons that master blender Nancy Fraley identified as some of the best whiskey she has come across at the brand's brick houses in the remote Kirby, Wyoming location. Originating, originating from the November and December 2011 rye bourbon stock at the distillery, Fraley originally discovered these exceptional barrels as she was working on the 10-year anniversary blend in, back in 2022. The barrel's special character and quality led her and the distillery team to bottle each one as individual single barrels within the Grand Collection. The result is three distinct offerings, with each label showcasing the peak of the Grand Teton during the fall, 
winter, or spring. Each bottle will be sold with a beautiful wooden display box, which, will be, which is inspired by the peaks of the Grand Teton Mountain Range. There are less than 400 bottles of the Grand available in select markets in Wyoming, California, Colorado, and New York, and each available with a suggested retail price of $500. Well, this is going back to the parks, and Wyoming's like, I'd be interested. They, they said, you know, the rye whiskey, 10 years. Is that the Steve Nally that's not really a rye? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's it's a it's a rye bourbon, yeah. right? But it didn't say it was a rye whiskey. Because it was like again, 49% rye. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. technically it isn't even a, a rye whiskey. Then it, it definitely is just a super, very high rye bourbon. Right. Uh, or no, it's not even that, is it? Or Well, it was 49% rye. Oh, that's right. Something yeah, yeah. like that. But it wasn't corn as a secondary grain. Was it? We'd have to go back and yeah. listen to the episode or ask the man it's himself. It's just American whiskey, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyways, I will say this. I love that Outrider. I love everything Wyoming's been putting out. When people ask me, like, what's a good bourbon or rye or something I haven't had, and I hate to say it's, and it all comes back to Nancy Fraley, I say, Wyoming whiskey and still Austin. You know, it's like, and she's, you know, got her hands in it. She's so damn talented and like, so good at picking barrels and blending and obviously they make good whiskey but having her a part of it just really sets it apart from everything else on the market she is the nose for a reason that's right yes they she she collects that uh consulting fee for a very good reason because she is very good at what she does i know i saw i think it was on adi that she has a seminar blending class in november um I really want to do it, but it's like, it's not in our budget for this year. <laughs> we'll look at the like, 2026 budget, right? I think it was like five or six grand, which I'm not saying it's not worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, but gosh, I would love to just sit down with her and pick her brain some more. Not on a podcast. We've had her on here, but just to be in a lab or, or in a setting and just learn from her. We can make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll bring her out here. We'll just woo her with all her, our, you know, charm. Yeah. See, see if we can get some. That doesn't get us very far. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> we got to work on that charm thing. Well, while we're talking about Still Austin, I'll go ahead and skip to them as well, because they are also releasing a Texas-based grain-to-glass whiskey in their second seasonal bottled and bond spirit called High Rye Bourbon. And so Still Austin Whiskey Companies, they are, of course, they're, uh, we just talked about their, their launching. It is a mash bill of 70% white corn, 25% rye, and 5% malted barley, all 100% Texas grown. 100 proof and an SRP of $80. I'm sure it's good. Everything. The only thing I didn't love from them was their cash drink bourbon. And I thought the regular bourbon, but everything else has been like phenomenal. Yeah. Even the, what was the last one we got with the, the red snake on it? Kind the of red one. corn. Yeah. That was yeah, good. That, that's like really it. good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's tasty. Yeah. The only people that get away with selling two to three year whiskey that we're like, yeah, we can get behind this one. <laughs> I know. It's Texas, man. Yeah. I mean, put Texas on it. People are like, yeah, Texas. <laughs> yeah, Texas. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Keep it going. Few Spirits. And are you listening to Allison Chains or has it been a while for you? Oh, gosh. It's been a really long time. That was back when I wore Airwalks and Jinkos. You, you wore Jinkos? I went through like a grunge like two years where it's like, Listening to Rage Against the Machine, Bush, and all those. Yeah, I was kind of skateboarding and stuff. Can you can you find some pictures of you and Jinkos? Yeah, I'm sure they're somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't really want to find them though. All right, avid listener. You know, and have the, the, the good the bowl cut, long, just like terrible looking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if you're a good internet sleuth, uh, I tell you what, well, something nice if you can find a picture of Ryan and Jinko jeans and share it to us. Thankfully, my parents are 
not very good at inter- or the computers and internet, <laughs> so I doubt there's any of those floating around. They're probably stuck in an attic somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try to remember that when Christmas time comes around. So anyway, Few Spirits and Allison Chains, they announced the, the reissue of All Secrets Known Bourbon. This is a limited release expression distilled by Few Spirits master distiller Paul Hetlow in the collaboration with the Seattle Grunge Pioneers. All Secrets Known is a reference to the title of track one on Allison Chains' fourth studio album called Black Gibbs Way to Blue, which has sold more than one million copies worldwide. For this special whiskey release, Few Bourbon is finished for six months in tequila barrels and bottled at the most of rock and roll proofs, 101. <laughs> I don't know why, why I put that Why is that rock and roll proof? I don't know. Was did it, was they it? say that? or did It's you? in the press release. Oh, that's what okay. it said. Interesting. It, it seems ridiculous, but we, that's what we do. We read it. So artist Justin Helton of Status Serograph, who is no stranger to working with musical giants like Fish, the Avid Brothers, My Morning Jacket, Ween, and the Black Keys, wow. created the custom label. I like that. A lot of good indie rock people there. Yeah. And for the design, Helton found inspiration in the name of All Secrets Known. So in the eye, in the mouth of the graphic is a play on seeing all that's been spoken, while the color scheme is a nod to the cover art on the way that black gives way to blue. Beginning on September 28th, just 3,300 bottles of All Secrets Known will be released at an SRP of $60. Yeah. Fair price. I, I haven't had any few stuff in quite a while. It's been that's a few. That's the one that's, uh, yeah, it's been a few. But they got acquired with the Heaven Hill transaction. Correct. Right? Yeah, Same yeah. Surrey. Yeah. Yeah. So they are they are part of the Heaven Hill family now. Nice. But yeah, I, I'd say if you're a, a big rock grunge person, love Alice in Chains, I'd say go get a bottle. Throw your airwalks on and go. <laughs> Maybe. Your vans. If you can, you know, dig deep in those, uh, you know, those old Goodwill things that you've never taken. Maybe there's a, some Jinko jeans back there, too. Your wallet chain. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh my God! Did you have that one too? No, I didn't, I didn't go that far. You're a liar. We're gonna pull out this picture. We're gonna see it, and we're like, there. I was it is. like, when I went through this phase, I was like in fifth or sixth grade. I didn't have a wallet because I didn't have any money. <laughs> didn't have a wallet. You had to still ask your mom to come pick you up yeah. on the landline. I'm like, I want these airwalks. They're like, what? They're hideous. <laughs> oh man! But funny enough, my cousin had a pair of Jinkos, and I was like, oh, I kind of want a pair of Jinkos. But thankfully, I think my my parents held off. I never had a pair. Yeah, I had one pair that was it and i wore them like every day because <laughs> I, I thought i was cool oh man well we all had it was awkward like, i mean teenage years god i was like i mean i had earrings in high school right so it's like there is dumb stuff we all did at one point yep yeah there's too much to talk about <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go let's keep going California-based Phenomenal Spirits has launched Rye Cask Strength Cigar Series, and that's Rye with like R-Y-3, described as the first range of its kind in the rye whiskey category. Crafted by master master distiller Matt Zitwig, expression number one in the series has been finished in three casks, rum, Madeira, and Naranja, and additionally aged in toasted French oak staves. The series is targeted- It's a lot of layers. Sorry? It's a lot of layers. (laughs) It is. It's four layers in there. The series is targeted at bourbon and rye aficionados, cigar enthusiasts, and whiskey collectors alike. Beyond the triple cask finish, several more expressions in the series are slated for release between the next 18 to 24 month intervals over future years. The Rye Cigar Series first expression can be purchased online and across various U.S. states for $125 a bottle. It's fascinating that how the cigar, cigar and Amberana, how everyone, like, just comes out because someone else succeeds at it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's fascinating. This, this whole industry is chasing trends. It, it it's, is. It's all this it's, is. It, it, it is. It's kind of, 
it's kind of concerning and confusing. <laughs> it's like, but it's it just, I'm, I'm sure it's a great product. Those all sound like great finishes and whatnot, but it's like, can't you just call it something else? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the reason why it works is because like everybody understands cigar that's, cut. I guess. Cigar do they? What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that's the whole point is that unfortunately you can't trademark this stuff. You can't sit there and put a patent on a process because there's nothing that is truly unique about any of it. So you could just, that's the reason why single barrel and, and small batch don't mean anything. You could, I could put single barrel on a 50 barrel dump and I'd be like, here's my single barrel. And or you can call it double single get barrel. Double single <laughs> barrel. We can call it whatever we want. That's, yep. this, it's starting to run rampant, but we'll digress. There's plenty of things we can moan about. No, that's right. I think it's just the, I think it's just the state of the consumer. They just, everybody wants something different all the time. And it's like, it can't just be like, good just good it just got to be like well there's got to have a name or we're missing the foundation of it i think that's probably what it's coming down to right there's there's just that missing of of like like where do you find just good bourbon and that's what i think most people have i've only seen like four or five different things where people continually buy over and over again and that's everything in the buffalo trace lineup and they're probably like heaven hill bottled and bond seven year yeah like those are probably the only true straight bourbons that I see people like picking up all the mm. time going. Well, Lodge Craig Barrel Proof, I would say McKenna. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's like, it's all this craziness. And like, I worry that, you know, you kind of saw this happen to vodka. It's like, it just it turned into like all the new flavors of the week. And I'm just, I'm concerned that that's where bourbon's heading. That's the concern. Well, we'll sit you down on the couch sometime. And, and it doesn't matter because no one gives a shit what my concern is. It's what the customers it's, want. It's what but, people want, and that's what's going to happen. But then it's like, you're, we're going to run out of flavors at some point. Or maybe not. I, I don't, don't think know. so. Here's the thing, Ryan. We've already gone through this. We've talked about it, that people are, they don't even care if the word straight's on the label anymore. No. So if they're, no. and I went to the ADI conference in, in Vegas I got to see a few different booths where we could start adding strawberry flavoring to it and everything's fine. People will want it. It doesn't matter. So Yeah, it is concerning. It just you depends know. on like how true do you want to stay to yourself? How how far do you want to go to the dark side? How much honey is too much honey <laughs> left in the barrel? <laughs> exactly. How much maple is left too much in the barrel? You know. Anyways, it's it's fascinating. I I yeah. I, I, take a deep breath. I'll, I'll take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Because <laughs> the next two are just straight bourbons, okay? So we can just talk about that. So to pay homage to Tin Cup's home roots in Colorado and the adventures that take place above 14,000 feet, Tin Cup is releasing the second in an annual limited edition series of its 14-year aged whiskey, which is Tin Cup 14er bourbon <laughs> whiskey. Did you catch a niner in there? That's right. Which highlights the quandary peak on the bottle. Tin Cup has gone above and beyond with this limited edition release, partnering with the Colorado 14ers initiative to adopt Quandary Peak. Tin Cup has committed to giving back to the wild places we all love and seek by helping rebuild trails in the Quandary Peak. Tin Cup 14er is bottled at 84 proof, has an SRP of $70, and will be available on October 11th at tincupwhiskey.com. Really? A 14-year whiskey proof down to 84? Yes. Have you ever seen Tin Cup do anything above 84? I don't think they have. Most of their stuff is yeah, 80 that's to 90. True. And I was... You know, I went to Strandhands and there, there's some kind of connection with Strandhands and Tin Cup. I'm not exactly sure, but there's definitely a connection there. But I was amazed at how big Tin Cup. I like the Tin Cup's packaging school. It comes with the Tin Cup shot glass and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's fascinating. 
guess it sure is. It's at another, we'll just go ahead and rack our brains about brand marketing at some other point. That's right. Yes. And so our last one is talking about Chattanooga Whiskey because they are announcing the latest release in their Bottled and Bond Vintage Series, which is Fall 2019. No name, straight to the point, Bottled and Bond Fall 2019. Love it. The sixth vintage and since, since of 2021, the Fall 2019 blend features three unique mash bills, each one aged in a portion of custom, sorry, custom toasted barrels, which were developed in collaboration with an independent stave company to match the flavor characteristics of the underlying recipes. A light, low-temperature toast profile was designed to complement the coveted weeded recipe, while a much longer, hotter toast profile was compared and, and crafted to pair with their chocolate lover roasted recipe. These two toast profiles joined Chattanooga Whiskey's signature Barrel 91 custom toast profile, which was toasted for an extended period of time through a broad range of temperatures. Bottled and Bond Fall 2019 Vintage will be available at the Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery and across Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, Florida, Texas, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Colorado at a suggested retail price of $53. I, I love these releases. They're always consistently good. Tim and them know what they're doing. They got... I love their facility. I love Chattanooga. I love, I love everything about them. I don't know. And what I love about this is that it goes against everything that we've talked about, and it's just like goes right in line. Yeah. Where it's not chasing flavors, it's not chasing whatever. It's good whiskey done in smaller batches, right? Yep. And being able to kind of put it out there and whatnot. So it's get a little bit newer packaging, a little bit smaller batching, everything like that as well. Yep. Way to go, Chattanooga. Staying true. There we go. There we go. But that's it, man. That is this week in bourbon. I told you it was a little bit light. This this two weeks in bourbon. It will be a two week in bourbon. I hope you enjoy it because we're going to take off next week. We need it. We need a little bit more of a rest, but we do hope that you will be in St. Louis. Yes. Go, go say hi to Ryan. Come say hi. And our ambassadors yeah. are great. It, your, will your wife be there as well uh, at the festival? Well, the family is coming with me. I, I'm not sure if she's coming or not. We have to find child care, which I think we're working on. But um, Can you just lock them in the hotel room for a few hours? <laughs> we got an Airbnb somewhere, but I... <laughs> They're not old enough yet to, to quite do that. Well, no kid's ever old enough to lock them in an Airbnb. But I mean, if the walls are padded, I think you can get away with it. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I don't know. Well, TBD. But I will definitely be there and uh, the ambassadors. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone and all the great vendors. For sure. And Bourbon the Banks. Check yes. out Kenny. I'll be there. On the bank. I'll be on the bank. I'll be shaking hands. Slinging samples. Slinging samples. Do what we do best, man. That's right. But that is going to do it. I appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here in a few weeks with another brand new edition of This Week in Bourbon. Doodles. Doodles.